0: It's showtime, folks. Enjoy the show.
1: Good morning, Steve. I'm going to do my best not to <laughs> sound fall Irish. To Irish this morning. <laughs> <laughs> Good morning. <laughs> oh, welcome to another Saturday matinee. Here we are.
2: We're getting into the dark days of Saturday matinee. Getting up early, and it's getting darker and darker now. We we're farther south, so it's not as bad for us. I think Pete. I don't think the sun comes up to like nine a.m. for them. That up that. I don't far think north
1: the sun comes up until March, right? Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so at least we still have a wee bit of sunshine, <laughs> right? Just the there's, you there's your Irish for you. It's it's Saturday morning with a bit of Irish <laughs> okay, for you every, right. for right. for the rest of 2018. Uh, how has your
1: movie life been this past it's week? It's been
2: oh, it's been non-existent. I've been traveling for work, so I haven't had a chance to do anything but catching up on you know tv shows as i mentioned i finished homecoming on amazon prime season one of marvelous mrs meisel uh because it's just basil i don't know um yeah she
1: says it on the show so it assumes she does
2: but it's it's so early i can't remember (laughs) um so i'm waiting to catch up but I, i i am starting to stockpile for um my next project, which is, you know, the season of Three of a Kind that'll be coming in 2019. So I'm starting to dig into those. And as you know, from, you know, you're working on your Marvel piece, that just takes up a lot of time of digging into films and research and all of that. So, yeah, that's been starting to ramp up. So I haven't had a, I haven't had a chance to get out. There is a lot of stuff that's starting to come soon. So I'm looking forward to the holiday break to maybe catch up, do a little bit of binging out in the theaters maybe. But yeah, it's been non existent for me. I, I know I've I've got a appointment for next weekend because of uh Film Board. Right, show. We're right, going right. to do the the Spider what into the Spider-Verse? Spider-Man uh, into, the spider-verse. into the Spider-Verse. But yeah, that's that's going to be It'll have been like a month since I've seen anything in the theater because I did not get out to birthday binge. So yeah, it's, wow. it's horrible for me. Well, how I'm, about you? Have I'm you, kind have, of the I, same. It's yeah. I've
1: been I've been so busy uh, with work. We had uh, you know I was traveling this past week as well, and um, you know this this new podcast that I'm doing seems to take up all my extra spare time. Uh, this uh, marvel movie minute is a little insane trying to get it ready for when we it's, launch it in january a, so
2: it's the marvel movie lifetime achievement award is what you're gonna end up having <laughs>
1: that's pretty much what it's gonna feel like
2: because it will have sucked oh. up your entire lifetime yeah right
1: right next thing i know i'll be uh, 70 and I'm like, "Oh, i'm still talking about <laughs> these movies
2: uh. <laughs> <laughs> maybe you know down the road you'll have earned you know the place to you know you'll start getting cameos in the marvel movies in the you know
1: 2030s i'd you like know? to say so that'd so. so.
2: be like hey there's that guy that's insane enough to have done this podcast for the
1: past right.
2: 20 years maybe we should put him a little little cameo in a movie
1: Oh, you know, if it, if that's what comes of it, then maybe I'll say it's worth it, although if it takes, if it takes...
0: Well, but then, uh, <laughs> they'll just,
2: unfortunately, they'll just digitize Stanley's face over you, but, right. you know.
1: <laughs> Oh, my. Oh, my. But yeah, other than, other than, uh, you know, I got out Thanksgiving, I really haven't had a chance to get out to the theaters. I, uh, and at home, I've been playing catch up on our own shows. As well as um, catching up on some of the shows that I've missed um, from when we uh, have, uh, uh, like when you guys have done a uh, a trailer rewind or something, I'm still playing oh, catch up yeah. on those. So, but um, well, yeah. we're off. We're off for December, so you get a break. I know, that. and I'll finally catch up. Yeah, I think I'm catch, only missing yeah. one at this point that I have not. Actually, no, I think I finally caught up because I, I watched okay. Hostels. I think now I'm just behind on film board episodes because i still haven't seen green book or first man and uh oh okay it sounds like green book's gonna be around uh for a little while because it's getting nominations but first man um i'm gonna have to wait till uh uh, it comes back around in in a digital form because it's gone from theaters um but speaking of green book and i know we don't need to talk about the movie since none of you seem to to like it But it sure is getting a lot of award recognition, and uh, this past week, the Golden Globe nominations came out. Yes, they did, and I I started
2: looking at the list because my goal was to stay ahead of the game because I didn't (laughs) want to be in the position that (laughs) you found yourself in last year. Where I think you caught up sometime in
1: July. I Uh, I did catch up with the Best Picture nominees, (laughs) finally, but it did take some time.
2: So I'm I'm not—there's a few that—well— this time in award season, it's always like the list come out, and it's like, oh, that's great. That movie isn't even out yet, but now I know I can be sure to put it
1: on my list, yeah, which I th- helps. I think of the the nominees for um, Best Picture Drama and Best Picture Musical or Comedy, um, only three have not been released yet, right? If Beale Street Could Talk, which comes out right. next week, and then Mary Poppins Returns and Vice, which are coming out. That's um, that's correct. Yeah. So yeah. But-
2: and the and the drama category. Um. Yeah. I'm three for five. I've seen Black Panther, Black Klansman, and A Star Is Born. So I I just. Yeah, the holiday around Thanksgiving and everything got crazy. So Bohemian Rhapsody, I did not get out to see that one. So I'm
1: hoping I can pick that one up before it disappears from theaters. And I haven't seen that one either, uh, nor have I seen Black Klansman. But Bohemian mm. Rhapsody actually surprised me that it made it to that list. Actually, Star yeah. 1, 2, and that neither of those ended up on the or music in the or comedy. Yeah, because that's I, usually where they'll put a film that's kind of a biopic about a musician. It'll end up in the musical or comedy section. Yes, and and so yeah. uh, it's it was strange to me. It, it seemed honestly like they were probably playing politics and and saying we have a better chance of getting nominated if we put ourselves here rather than here. You know, that's be taken. Yeah, and I think there's something about taking the story
2: seriously, which in the musical comedy. Category, you know, Crazy Rich Asians, Green Book, Mary Poppins, favorite. Those make sense. Vice, yeah, I and I not having seen it, but it reminds me of Big Short. I I have trouble considering a movie like that a comedy because it is tackling serious material. Yes, in a comic way, but I think overall, just because it makes me laugh, I don't I don't think of that type of film as a comedy.
1: Uh, really.
2: Yeah, I, I because to me, it's, I guess because it's, it's I mean, it's not a documentary, but it's it's taking on a, a serious historical event. And I guess because you look at it through a different lens, I just have trouble thinking of real life as a comedy. I mean, I guess it's a very dark comedy, but to me, the, the underlying themes and message are, it's giving, at least with the big short, it gives you something serious to think about. Well, of it does, and, but it's it, and how it, tragic thing. I guess it's that tragedy comedy line. Yeah, of you push tragedy a little bit and you end up in comedy because it just is. You you have to laugh at it, otherwise you'll you'll be get so depressed about it. But I well, I didn't know Vice was going to be.
1: It looks funny. Know. It looks like they're yeah, taking oh, a I Funny, agree. A funny take yeah. on it. Yeah, but it, I mean, true. you could say yeah. the same thing with Black Klansman, and I again, I haven't well, seen that's that true. One, but yeah. it looks like yeah. one that. Essentially, is kind of a comedic look at that story, and so that's another one where I feel yeah, like yeah. it's probably in the same camp as Vice, and could have very mm-hmm. easily have crossed the line into that other category. Yeah, I, I guess that's the difference of
2: whether how, how you want the audience to perceive it as it's a serious story that has comic moments, so it's a drama or a comedy because you. You know, you want to emphasize the, the comic, you know, elements to the story. I guess it's I a it's
1: know. a it's a weird yeah. line that the Golden Globes yeah. <clears throat> so that they use because I mean, the, yeah. remember we had the 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 crazy idea that The Martian was nominated for best comedy. Um, yes, back yeah. in two thousand fifteen. So that was yeah. one of those weird ones. It's like, what are yeah. these guys thinking here? It you know that makes yeah. very little sense to exactly. uh, to look at it that way, but. Yeah. It's just it's one of those things where I I think that uh, oftentimes they are probably trying to find ways to squeeze things into different categories just so they can make sure they nominate the ones that they really like. You know, I, I don't know. Yeah, and I think then part of that goes to looking at the the
2: uh, actors and actresses and which categories because I think if the movie's nominated for best. Picture comedy, you can't have an actor in there considered for best actor in a drama. In a drama. Right. So it, it may be looking at how they want to market those particular actors and their roles and performances. So if you want to have uh, Christian Bale in a strong field for best actor, I get him into comedy. Maybe you're feeling that the drama field is one that he's it's going to get crowded. So you can push that movie and say, well, it it, it could be considered a comedy, right? Yeah. Yeah, because I, I look at that and I say, for best actor in a motion picture musical or comedy, and I have not seen the Old Man and the Gun, but Robert Redford, I did. I wouldn't consider that a comedy from the trailer and everything. Yes, it's maybe lighter, but again, I would not consider Robert Redford
1: as a comic actor. Well. And to that point, like I didn't know Green Book was considered a musical or comedy, but Vega yeah. Mortensen's nominated. And <laughs> uh, well, both of them are nominated. Yeah. And uh, to me, I, you know, I, I, I don't know. I guess that strikes me funny because uh, it's, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just a weird delineation yeah. that they've well, created. Well, it, 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 it is the Golden running Globes. Into issues. Yeah. yeah, it is. It is
2: the Golden Globes. It's, yeah. It's a mess of, yeah. Vigo, I mean, there, there are comic undertones to that character. And there are, there are a lot of laughs based around his performance. So that makes sense to me. But again, I wouldn't consider the movie overall a comedy and perhaps maybe if we, the film board had looked at it that way, we would have a different perspective on that movie. But I think we were looking at this as a, a drama with a, a statement or message. And Again, did not get what we wanted. If we had looked at this through the filter of, oh, this is a comedy, our conversation may have been uh, very different.
1: Well, and sometimes I wonder if that comes from the creators behind it. You know, yeah. like like Spike Lee seems like a more serious director. We're going to put him in drama. Adam McKay, yeah. he's a funny guy. We're going to put yeah. his stuff in comedy. Same thing can be said about um, Peter Farrelly. You know, the yes. fact that that ended up in comedy, it may be because of who he is. Um, and again, I haven't seen it, so I can't speak completely yeah. to it. But it seems like there may be some element of that. Who knows? Yeah. It is. It's a. It's a weird line that they perpetually seem to be dancing with at the Golden Globes. But uh, but regardless, um, there's a lot for me to catch up. I haven't, I, Like I said, I've only caught those two um, uh, of the Best Picture drama nominees. I haven't seen a single one of the musical or comedy nominees. So I've got, uh, for them, I've got eight movies to catch up with. So
2: Well, if you look at musical comedy, the ones that you would have had an opportunity to see is Crazy Rich Asians and Green Book. Favorite was in really limited release. True. Uh, it, 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 I think yeah. it's
1: finally a little... A little little
2: bit, but in the Mary Poppins advice, you're not, you know, you got to wait till Christmas. So Yeah. yeah, that's again, now you can help build your, your, your watch list for the holiday season a little bit here. And that may
1: help cut down on the catching up you have to do with that by the time the Oscars roll around. Are there any things that you're surprised are not on here that, that you've seen or even ones you haven't seen, but you, you've heard a lot about. One for me well, is Boy, er- Boy Erased. Y-
2: yeah, I am surprised because that just seems like the film that is going to get you. Look at the the cast in that, and we do have a, an actor nomination for Lucas Hedges in that. Right. But yeah, that just seemed like keyed into fit into the drama category. I'm I'm surprised. You know, again, with Black Panther being there, nothing against that film, but that was what February. Um, and with so much coming out in December, I would think that there's a lot of other things that would have taken in uh, the drama spot with that. And I yeah. I think there's other things that by the time the Oscars roll around, yeah, Black Panther may still sit in there, but there'll be a lot of other dramas that I think I would have expected to be nominated. Um, I, you know, I think the, uh, on the basis of sex, the Ruth Bader Ginsburg bio, mm-hmm. you know, it seems, seems like it's built to be that type of, uh, Oscar, you know, type of film. Yeah. Yeah. As well. Uh, and again, I loved eighth grade and I would have liked to have seen that in the, uh, Perhaps in the the comedy area because I thought that was just it's one of my favorite films of the year. I'm thrilled to see Elsie Fisher getting nominated for Best Actress in that. Uh, I you know I haven't seen Crazy Rich Asians. I've heard wonderful things about it, uh, but for me there was so much heart in Eighth Grade. I just was you know keeping fingers crossed to see that film get uh, some additional recognition because it was such a solid film. Yeah.
1: Right. Right. No, I, uh, that's one also that I was disappointed with that it didn't, uh, I mean, like, like you, I'm glad to see Elsie Fisher in there, but I would like to have seen a little more love for that one. Um, and, uh, you know, I mean, I haven't, uh, I, again, I haven't seen so many of them. It's hard to say, but, um, it, it makes me, if anything, curious to watch all the ones I've missed and actually watch some of the ones that I've missed, um, that I felt probably should have been nominated just to. You know, just to see if I really think, you know, eh, they, they really missed the mark with leaving that one out. Yeah, yeah, we will see. I guess we got to wait uh, a few months. When do, when do the Golden Globes happen? January sixth. So, okay, a little bit of time. A big trailer dropped, and I guess I'll be talking about that one. So should we jump yes, into trailers? Yes, <laughs>
2: we can jump into trailers. That uh, I already made a little comment in. Uh, in Discord about this one is I'm, I'm waiting for the, uh, you know, the fan edits to start showing up on this one. So <laughs> go ahead. It, it's it's going to be the
1: it's going to be the biggest film of the spring, right? Uh, of the well, this one's the summer. Is it summer? Yeah, this one's not coming out until uh, this is I'm talking about uh, Avengers Endgame. I thought that was April.
2: Isn't that still spring?
1: Um is it sprint is it April do I have it backward as far as when the two are getting released for some reason I was thinking Captain Marvel is the one that's getting released first but you're right Avengers oh. Endgame is April uh April 26th so um uh, so when is Captain Marvel then cuz I, I think th-
2: Captain Marvel is in March
1: God I that's right I don't know why my brain is all of a sudden re re uh, positioning all of them for 2019 <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, it's because you would think that uh you would think that
2: Marvel would crowd into that summer space, but I think they are starting to stake out territory in the spring and have found that they can dominate that area as well like as I, you know, said Black Panther was like last February and it's right, easy yeah. for them to just take over those those weekends without a lot of competition and they know that audiences will show up that it's not so much about oh it's summer i'm going to go to a movie let me see what what's around it's oh there's a marvel movie coming i'm going to make sure i go this weekend to see it no matter what weekend
1: it is well and it's it's just weird for me that these two are getting released so close together I would think that they would give a little more time between them for some breathing room, Um, even just trailers. You know, I was thinking it's it's uh, it's going to be weird to have the Avengers trailer released before Captain Marvel is released in theaters because people are, uh, uh, you know, you don't want to create this weird saturation in the market where all, all of a sudden more people are talking about. Avengers Endgame than they are Captain Marvel, you know, and uh, and obviously people are still going to go see Captain Marvel, but it's one of those weird things that they're doing by releasing both of them so close together. Well, and then we
2: get uh, Spider-Man Far From Home, uh, July 5th, 2019.
1: So that's our summer movie is yeah. uh, Spider-Man. So that's the three. And that's all they've uh, announced so far. So um, with, with dates, that's my understanding. So it will be interesting to see um, what kind of when they start, like, are we going to start getting more trailers? Um, you know, how is, how is the rest of the cinematic universe going to start, start to play out? I'm, I'm very curious to see um, how they kind of continue to move with all of that. It's going to be pretty interesting.
2: <clears throat> well, yeah, I remember there was when they started talking about these phases and everything and we had phase three and then it was, projections out to like 2020 something. And then it seems like they've pulled back from that a little bit. Um, And I don't know how much of that is due to some projects just, you know, again, like guardians of the galaxy three sort of having to be, you know, shut down, stopped. And, you know, I don't know if that, you know, again, how the stories all, you know, weave together and, and crossovers and, and how we're building this universe if that film is a linchpin to other stories then okay we've got to stop and restructure or rethink how we're going to move forward if we don't have guardians of the galaxy as a placeholder here to build other stories on or crossovers so i don't know how much of that is is part of it but i am surprised that yeah usually we had at least a blueprint of within the next year these are the two or three films and we've got we've got 2019 and then nothing
1: And I haven't heard,
2: usually there's production, you know, we're getting, you know, notices on somebody's been cast in this part and there's, I haven't seen or heard anything.
1: They only have um, listed Avengers Endgame as being the end of phase three and Spider-Man Home, Spider-Man Far From Home is listed as post phase three, but they still haven't even gone so far as to say it's starting phase four. So it's interesting. And I'm wondering if between now and the time when either Captain Marvel or Avengers Endgame are released that they will actually have an announcement as to what they're going to be doing, uh, for phase four. Cause, uh, it's, it, uh, you, you expect another Dr. Strange movie to be in there. Another black Panther yes. m- movie to be in there. Probably another movie with Ant-Man and the Wasp. Um, uh, who knows with guardians of the galaxy, what's going to happen there. But I mean, they've done an Iron Man trilogy. They've done a Thor trilogy. They've done a Captain America trilogy. So, they could stop those if they were so inclined, and kind of leave it with kind of the culmination of Avengers: Endgame, and then start focusing on some of these other characters.
2: Well, there are in Wikipedia there are some notes about a, a Black Widow film that says right, in January twenty eighteen they got a they've got a writer on the script, uh, July they've got a director, Joe Hanson, the Johansson returning, filming expected to begin in twenty nineteen. Okay, but. Yeah. So there's there's something there. Let there is see. something, yes.
1: Yeah. Okay. But um well, but anyway, but, Avengers yeah, Endgame. Yeah, your trailer, your trailer. <laughs> that's that's what we're going to talk game. about and it's very teasery trailer. It's it, oh, it, yes. I mean it's a full trailer-length trailer length uh, trailer. it's not like a minute long teaser. But it really gives you no sense of uh, much of anything. It's just kind of a a catch up, where are they now type of thing. Um, post Infinity War. And if you haven't seen Infinity War, this is a spoilery conversation. So skip this conversation about this particular trailer. But it starts off with Tony stuck in the spaceship. He's left the planet that he was on, and he's basically dying. He has no food, water left, his oxygen's about to run out. And he's leaving a, a message for Pepper, kind of a a love a last love letter for Pepper, which is really sad to see this as the state that we find um Tony in, who's been kind of the 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 one who started this whole franchise. And then we uh just see a bunch of images of kind of things uh afterward. We have a a brief glimpse of of uh um Thanos in there but then it's it's the rest of the one the story kind of focuses on the other three uh, heroes that we know we have left on Earth uh, Captain America uh, Black Widow um, well I guess there's a few of them uh, Hulk Thor and uh, just kind of get a little glimpse of their story we do see Hawkeye show up again I guess yes and Ant-Man well and then right and that's the kind of the the kind of the fun funny kick that we have at the end of this teaser is the fact that Ant-Man's alive which we all knew from the end of Ant-Man and the Wasp, uh, it's just, how is he going to find his way out of the quantum, uh, universe? Yes. And, and it's, it, I I think a lot of theories have been going around about this because, uh, Scott Lang's daughter from the Ant-Man films, um, she's played by an actress who is much older than the other one. And I guess in the comics, there's his daughter becomes a, a superhero. And, and uh, she um, works to uh, help get her father out of the quantum verse, and so it's it's going to be interesting to see kind of what they what they pull from the comics and the directions they go. But it already looks like they're doing some of that. So,
2: well, it, it it's an interesting timeline because that's the thing that I noticed. Uh, you know, it, sort of at the end of this trailer when. You know, Scott Lang shows up outside the Avengers headquarters, and he's like, "Hey, it's me. You remember me from a couple of years ago?" You know, at the airport. I thought a couple of years ago. So, you know, again, it's we don't get a lot of time reference points, and I know people have tried constructing timelines. So, I don't, I don't remember how much time passed between, you know, Captain America: Civil War, and then Avengers: Infinity War, and is there a, another leap of time we're making? Because, as you will notice. Chris Evans has, you know, shaved his beard off. You know, he had a beard in Infinity War. Now, you know, he doesn't have a beard. Of course, that's, you know, takes maybe all of, you know, 15 minutes for him to shave yeah. that off, but um again, there's there's some significant time that may have passed. So it is possible that yeah, we are a, a year or two later with them trying to develop their plan. I I don't know. And it's as you say it is very teasery because Captain America and Black Widow are talking about this plan. And it's got to work because if it doesn't work, he doesn't know what he's going to do. And you know, we have no idea what this plan is or who it's involving or, or what's going on, other than they're they're trying to do something to, you know, remedy right. the situation you know caused by the the snap of, of Thanos. So yeah, I'm I'm excited about it. Uh, I love the the title because that uh, it harkens back to Infinity War when, uh, you know. Dr. Strange has said, you know he's looked at all these different possibilities and and he does something, and he he says, "I think it's to Tony, you know, we're in the end game now. Uh, so it's he knows what needs to happen or he sees what path they need to take for you know them to defeat Thanos, which is one out of I forget how many you know hundreds of thousands or millions of right. you know possibilities he saw, but he did what he needed to do to put them into what he called the end game. so I, mm-hmm. I like that uh, choice of title for this one to really connect these two films together.
1: Yeah. It's, it, it's nice. Like everything about it is nicely designed. Even the, uh, the logo that we come up with at the end, uh, just kind of that shattered a Avengers that's in pieces. I think that defines it nicely. So, uh, yeah, that's, I, I'm excited for this one. Um, I'm really curious to see how they, uh, how they tell this story and, uh, and what's going to happen. It's going to be, an interesting uh, film, for sure. And um, for those who are fans of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, I'm sure it's going to be something that uh, we're all looking forward to.
2: Well, I I went dark. Uh, I went with the trailer based on the cast. Uh, again, we, we sort of hit the... <laughs> The spots where there's not a lot out there for trailers, or you've got trailers coming for what often are those, you know, the early uh, part of the year dumping grounds. So I'm I'm not sure about this one. It's called State Like Sleep, and what uh, really drew me into this is the cast. You've got Michael Shannon and, and Catherine Waterston in a noir thriller. Uh, this is from writer director Meredith Danluck, and I have not seen anything else. Uh, primarily. Uh, looking at her filmography, works into the documentary field, but has one other feature film called North of Southwest of East with Ben Foster that I have not seen. But what I like about this is it's sort of that noir thriller. You've got, uh, Catherine Waterston, her, uh, boyfriend has committed suicide and she's trying to figure out exactly what happened and of course in in digging into his life discovers all kinds of secrets and you know what did she really know him uh so it's sort of that questioning of of truth and reality Uh, and then is of course with these there's always the possibility for twists uh given you know do we have a reliable sort of narrator or main character that we're following uh so i'm intrigued by this and based on you know michael shannon and Catherine watterson being attracted to this i thought there there should be something interesting in the story that would draw them to these characters so i'm i'm hanging my hopes on that uh the january 4th release date does not is not promising <laughs> to me um but again this is something that i you know anticipate perhaps a future trailer rewind uh, to have some interesting discussion about but i'm I'm cautiously optimistic that this might be uh, once we've gone through all of the uh, late December Oscar you know, contenders that this is some interesting counter programming. What did yeah, you think?
1: Th- it's one of those ones where it looks like it could be an interesting movie, um, but I can't quite tell from the trailer. It's like, you know, there might be something here. Yes. It's definitely an interesting cast. And the cast is what caught my eye with it. Um, it also like it never quite, never quite gels into something that the way that I am hoping. But it is one of those ones I, I watch the trailer and I'm like, you know, if they, with this cast, if they can pull it off, it could be something that's really um, kind of a fun um, mind bender sort of trailer as you kind of go through this uh, journey with these characters. So um, I, yeah, I I love watching um, Catherine Waterston. Um, uh, she's an interesting actress who, uh, I just, I, I think she's got a really interesting look. I, I, I feel like the first time I ever saw her was, uh, fantastic beasts, but I, I, I see that she was in inherent vice, which I hated. So I probably just blocked that out of my <laughs> mind that she was in that one. Um, and I mean, she'd been acting actually Michael Clayton, but, um, in a bit part, but, uh, she's one of those people that. Uh, I haven't seen it in a lot of things, but she, she always is captivating when she's on screen. So this could be something that um, that I find interesting to watch, just because it's it's uh, you know it's doing something a little different.
2: Yeah, her the, the type of role she takes is really diverse between the Fantastic Beasts franchise, right? Alien Covenant, um, and she was also in the Steve Jobs, the uh, yeah. Michael Fassbender, you know, as as his. Uh, Ex-wife or girlfriend, Chrisanne Brennan is where I first remember. I think seeing her, and yeah, her. She's just sort of finding all kinds of. Oh, and then she even had a small part in Logan Lucky. Right. Um. Yeah. Just hasn't settled into like one specific genre, which is nice. Uh, so I never know what to expect yeah, uh, yeah. from her. Yeah. When's this one? This one's
1: January, you said,
2: right? Yeah, it's
1: January. January 4th. So right before those Golden Globes. That's (laughs) right. I I will say it's only a 5.7 on IMDb, and we're following Pete's six-star rule. Then again, only 55 people have ranked it. So (laughs) Yeah, we'll give it some time. We'll we'll see if it finds its footing. Yes, exactly. All right. Well, I guess we should jump into our, our lists here. Our, our, yes what why do we pick this category <laughs> why, again? why do we do this to ourselves why? i i don't we give, know we give we, that we should have learned by now <laughs> we give options uh like these to our patreon supporters and inevitably get they're going to pick the one that is the most difficult for us to do
2: yeah i was really hoping for like the dark james bond type of me I thought, too yeah there's a lot well i saw there was some there was some good discussion about a lot of a lot of uh ones that yeah could have been on those lists so i'm, I'm glad there's discussion around those and then perhaps that's something that uh will continue to happen the the categories that don't get picked there can be some side conversations and discussions and everybody sharing their picks of I what so. uh could have been on those lists because this one oh yeah and i i I think I broke some rules, but I don't care because I didn't have a whole lot to go with. And it's a really. hard one to
1: search for because I keep it keeps bringing me back to <laughs> yep, films to about the, the about the yes. Trojan War. And I'm like, yeah. I have I, I looked at the list of movies on Wikipedia, films about the Trojan War, and I'm like, I haven't yep. seen a single one. <laughs> I have not seen a single one of yes. these. Uh, it makes it very challenging, and just and then you try searching. You know, people sneaking in inside oh. something or whatever. It's impossible. <laughs> it's it's a really difficult thing to find. So no, I, you've got to
2: sit down and brainstorm, and it's it's yes. challenging. It is. I mean, as I said, sometimes these are easier because you can single out that scene and say, "Oh yeah." But right. sometimes I've got a memory of something. I'm like, yeah, I remember this. I don't know what movie that is, but I've got this memory of there's a guy hiding in this thing, and he's waiting to come out. And I can't, for the life of me, remember what movie it is. So, <laughs> yeah, I wish I wish there was a Google like reverse memory search where I can just like let me t- describe this movie. I may not remember the name of an actor, but here's here's the plot. Here's the scene setup. Go find that movie for me, Google. But uh, it's not out there. I've they it. make it very
1: difficult, don't <laughs> they, they? They do. <laughs> Well, um, do you want to kick it off or shall I kick it off? Oh, so the one that we ended up going with, you know, we should let people remind, remind those supporters of what torture they did for us. Um, we're of course this week talking about John McTiernan's 1999 remake of the Thomas crown affair. And the options we provided were the Trojan horse, people breaking in somewhere by hiding in something. James Bond actors on the wrong side of the law or Island paradise retreats. And as we've already said, we're, we're looking at Trojan horses, (laughs) so oh dear kick it off steve okay i'm going with my rule breaker so this is
2: it was a short list and this one stuck out because for me i call this sort of the reverse trojan horse where somebody's hiding in something to get out of someplace because that's how that's how stuck i was on this and then of course this is a film that you and Pete have talked about on the show but i I'm going to throw it in there because I love this film. I haven't seen it in a few years, but it just holds up so well. Because when you rob a bank, the best way to escape is to hole yourself up in the wall for a week and then just walk straight out. And that's Clive Owen in Inside Man, the reverse Trojan horse. Nice.
1: Nice. It's it's a good one. We have talked about it. (laughs) Yes, it is. What are you going to do? What are you gonna do?
2: <laughs> when they give us this list, I'm gonna do the best I can. Right. That's what I've got.
1: <laughs> right. Well, I went. Um, I I really struggled, as I already have said, trying to find uh, something that that made the most remote bit of sense for me. Um, <laughs> I ended up going with. Uh, I, I ended up going with a direction that I, I found at least somewhat more searchable. <laughs> okay um and it's it's kind of a fun uh it ended up being kind of a fun route it's uh the route that i went with is um <laughs> people hiding in a birthday cake uh you know the, the popping out of the birthday cake thing okay all right so <laughs> so for my first pick i uh, uh went, and I, I actually i will say i have one I went with this route, and I ended up finding three birthday cakes. So I'm doing all birthday cakes. But I did <laughs> think of one thing that wasn't a birthday cake, and I'll, I'll throw it out there at the okay. Very end. Okay. Okay. For my first, uh, for my first one, I am looking at a classic film that is just uh, one of the greats. It is Some Like It Hot. Ah, it's the gangster birthday party. <laughs> yes, and uh, you have the the assassin hiding in the cake and you know it's it's such a trope to have these sorts of things where a stripper is hiding in a birthday cake and pops out and and you know it's like this i don't even know where the thing came from but it's something where it's like they hop out oh, and you know when you see a giant birthday cake rolling into a room <laughs> something it's not really a cake it's, somebody's <laughs> gonna pop out uh so it's not that much of a trojan horse but i guess the surprise is who's popping out of it okay so anyway for me that's my first one okay no and that does that does that does fit because you've got if you've got to get into a
2: birthday party to take someone out (laughs) hiding in the cake although you would you would think they would check the cake before rolling it out especially if if you're a bunch of gangsters yes exactly right right. okay all right all right all right well my next one is a, a failed trojan horse Uh, Because you see, well, uh, Lancelot, Galahad, and I will wait until nightfall and then leap out of the rabbit, taking the French by surprise. Not only by surprise, but totally unarmed. Wait, wait. (laughs) Who? Uh, Lancelot, Galahad, and... Well, if we make a giant wooden badger. (laughs) So it's, again, playing with that trope of the Trojan horse with the Trojan rabbit and Monty Python and the Holy Grail.
1: That was the other. That was the only one I thought of that wasn't Trojan <laughs> Horse. So that would okay. have been my one. Uh, uh, so, kudos for getting that on the list. Okay. I'm, I'm glad that you included that one. Very nice. Uh, and it's just a genius movie, and that is a very funny moment. So, uh, for my next one, it is um, uh, Adam's Family Values. We have we have a birthday party scene where where Gomez has made a, uh, a giant cake with a, uh, a, a dancer inside and for uh Fester. Cause it's Fester's birthday party and being the Adams family, nobody pops out <laughs> 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 and Gomez looks over to Lurch and goes, uh, Gomez, uh, gosh, what does he say? He says like, Gomez, did you remember to, um, uh, put her, have her get in, um, or did you have oh, her get, get it, get it in before, before you cooked you it? it. <laughs> before you baked it? Because he opens oh. it and it's just smoke <laughs> coming out of the top of the cake. So that's a that's a, a uh, birthday cake Trojan horse fail. Is what yeah. it is. <laughs> yes. Okay. So both of our middle picks are <laughs> fails. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> oh my goodness. All right. Your final pick.
2: All right. My final pick. So this is, I think, an innovative twist on the Trojan horse. And my wife actually helped me out with this one because she said, well, I think this qualifies because technically they're hiding in something. And that something that they're hiding in is someone else's identity. And I'm talking about the Harry Potter franchise specifically. It happens a couple times, but when they use polyjuice potions. So when Ron and Harry need to sneak into the Slytherin... Oh. Uh, you know, house, they have to masquerade as other people. And so they drink the Polyjuice Potion, which gives them the external appearance of crab and Goyle so they can get in there. So technically they're hiding inside somebody else's identity so that they can sneak in and take care of what they need to do and find the, the secret information. And I think in the later films, I can't remember which one, they they sneak into the Ministry of Magic using a similar uh, device. But I'm going to yeah, use Polyjuice correct. Potion as sort of a
1: magical... Trojan horse, because they're letting you in thinking you're something else. Nice. I'm sure there's a good number of uh, uh, kind of the sci fi types of films where you yes. have that sort of thing, or fantasy where somebody disguises yeah. themselves as somebody else. So, yes. Cool. Well, for my final pick, I am uh, looking at another uh, classic that's just one of the all time greats. It is Singing in the Rain, and it's a moment early on in the film. When this is shortly after um Kathy has just kind of uh she's run into this movie star and and told him how, what a joke movie stars are and all this sort of stuff. And she would never dream of showbiz and all this. And then That's right. at this big <laughs> this big uh uh party, um she's the one who pops out of the cake and he's standing right there. <laughs> and it's just a fantastic reaction the two of them have before she goes and has to jump into her her uh, song with all the dancers all i do is dream of you um it's it's a hilarious uh scene just the way that it plays out um just the two of them i think are 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 so good uh, seeing debbie reynolds and and gene kelly um in the scene and just kind of just the way that the scene plays out it's just it's really cute so so that's it that's my didn't you guys
2: pick. talk about that on the main show we Did haven't. you guys talk
1: you, ha- you have not talked about because i
2: thought about that i that did come up i was like well there is the jumping out of the cake and i thought well she's not really sneaking in but then i thought oh they must have talked about that i've already yeah. got inside man that i know they've talked about but <laughs> oh my goodness okay no that's yes if people haven't seen singing in the rain
1: and that the comic yeah that the, <laughs> such a great moment it I is a great really is great pick yes All right, there's our list. It's a tough one, but uh, hey, at least we pulled through and, and got something together for everybody. So so we've got to talk about
2: next week and a movie that I have, I haven't seen in probably 30 years. So it's very hazy for me on this one. And I feel like everybody that I knew in college and high school had seen this movie like dozens of times. So I watched it in college once and just, yeah, I, I, don't remember
1: that much about it.
2: Well, so you're going to have oh, to help me it out. Is,
1: with... It is uh, the producer's, nineteen sixty eight, the original Mel Brooks film that we are looking at. Um, this is one where um, uh, we've talked about some of the ideas. It's kind of come up on the show where we could very easily get away with doing a um, uh, like non musicals adapted into movie, non musical mm-hmm. films adapted into Broadway <laughs> shows
2: that were then made back in the movies.
1: Well, I think that might be a, <laughs> uh, a, a stretch a little too far, but because <laughs> I, I think that the, that's a very short list. Well, uh, you've got. I think that might be this. hairspray in this, right?
2: Yeah, I was going to say I think you've got hairspray in this, and that's probably about it. But yeah. Yeah. okay, <laughs> uh,
1: but if we did non musical uh, non musical films turned into yeah. Broadway musicals, I think that gives us uh, yes a number of things to work with. And we'll
2: get hamstrung with that one. And that's what they're going to pick. So let's give them some really other compelling categories to vote for. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but let's... I like that. Yes, that <laughs> that definitely. Okay. Okay.
1: Um, we could do um, uh, movies that are, uh, we could do just uh, films that are about behind the scenes in the theater. Have we done that list before? I don't feel like we have. If we what did, other, it was a while ago. What recent theater movies that we talked about? What well, and, and, and they year. probably didn't pick it because they probably picked movies with talking parrots or something. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, I like the behind the scenes because I, I thought we had done I thought we had done something because I swear Pete picked uh, noises off as a as a pick on a list some sometime as a behind the scenes thing. but it has been quite some time, so we can throw that definitely in the
1: mix. okay. What do you wanna do for a third one? We could do crazy partnerships okay do crazy partnerships like <laughs> partnerships where you know the yes, two guys it, seem like it's, the it, know, it's, it's like the odd couple types of the, partnerships yeah, yes exactly
2: yes that there's some some interesting friction between the the duo yeah, yeah right, right okay
1: there well, we that go that gives us that gives us some broad categories yes that and that one won't get to that, search for the and, and, and
2: it won't get picked because they'll be like that's too easy we're gonna go with which is fine we always give them an, uh,
1: an opt-out so yeah right, yeah right. i like that Okay, well, good. Then those are our options. We've got non-musicals, non-musical films turned into Broadway shows, behind-the-scenes, or films that are take place behind the scenes in theater, and films with crazy partnerships. Yeah, there we go. Okay, then that's what we're doing. We'll see what people pick for next week's uh, Saturday matinee. There we are. Awesome. Well, all of you uh, wonderful Patreon supporters out there, thank you so much for supporting us. We really appreciate it, and I uh, couldn't do it without you. And uh, I guess that's it. So, Steve, it's been a pleasure. Hondo.